Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Forget your troubles and just get happy. You better chase all your cares away. Sing hallelujah, come on, get happy. Get ready for the judgment day. The sun is shining, come on, get happy. The Lord is waiting to take your hand. Shout hallelujah, come on, get happy. We're going to the promised land. Yes. Well, what a period piece. <laughs> Take us on back. Why don't you? I did. You're welks. You're welks. Yikes. Praise I, the Lord. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Little Ella. A little, little Ella for Ella the world. Fitzgerald. At first I thought mm-hmm. you were going like Mahalia because you know Mahalia. Oh, yeah, you know. Yes. Uh, hold on. Up. Soon <laughs> will be done. But listen, I said it's Trouble. not even Black History Month and we are down <laughs> to the Negro spirituals. <laughs> I'm here for it. You know, I, it don't take much for me to get right on board. Yo, Kia's face. I was like, okay, this is what we're doing. I'm here for it. Let's go. What is going on? Praise the Lord, niggas. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. Welcome, Blacks, to the ghetto yes. that is adulting. We're all here. We're navigating. We're doing the best we can. But mm-hmm. we're safe and we have what we need. How are you doing, sis? I'm exactly there, right there, right yes, where you are. Yes, yes. Um, you know, I have just been easing Yes. into this new year. Mm-hmm. We have a theme Mainly. For, for the month of January. <laughs> yes, for the month of January. Oh, my gosh. January is anal month. Um, and so, like I said, oh we want God. to just <laughs> glide Yikes. into okay. <laughs> All right. So yes, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been, yeah, having a nice like quiet time, getting myself into routine, but like not pushing myself too much, you know. And we'll talk more about that. Yes, actually. I am. I am right there with you, and we will uh, a little dig a little deeper into that down to the kitchen table in just a few minutes. You know, mm-hmm. just before the show, Jade and I were talking, catching up as we typically do, and. You know, I saw on Twitter, um, I think it was Kev on stage, uh, posted that a reminder that 1993 was 20 years ago. 
And it just sent me in a tailspin of yeah. just what the hell is going on here. Oh, oh, because I told Kia that Noah posed a question to Tristan and I yesterday. Wow. I don't even remember what the question was, but all I know is it led with in the olden days, like when you all were young. Woo! It which is, is the 90s to them. It is still like troubling me. It is still yeah. very much shakes me to my foundations to realize that we are here in this in this phase of life. I went ahead, you know, just today in my, you know, procrastination, I was Googling this top songs in 1993. Mm. And I found things like What a Man by Salt and Pepper. What a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. Can We Talk by Tevin Campbell. Can we talk we have, for um, a minute? We have... Uh, we have um, Whoop, There It Is by Tag Team. Whoop, there it is. Tag Team, back again. Something, 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 and let's begin. Party up, party people, and I used to go. What else you got on there? We have Just Kicking It. Session. Just Kicking It. Just Kicking It. Just Kick It. Just Kick It. Kick off your shoes and relax your feet. Yep. Mm-hmm. We also have dun, dun, That's The Way Love Goes. Come on, Janet. Ooh. That's the way love goes. Don't you know love goes? I don't know what she did. <laughs> um, we also have... <laughs> we have uh, Knocking the Boots by H-Town. Somebody's rocking, knocking the boots. <laughs> With Dino. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. We up, have uh, Lately oh. I... Had the strangest feeling. Oh, hey, Noah. Mm. Well, hold on. Yes? Um, could you hear my plate, please? I hope you know that um, I wish it was recorded. Reality, okay. reality podcasting. Make your plate. Because I'm in the middle of recording. Okay, thank you. <laughs> We're reality podcasting here. We're living life. Yes, we are. Okay, back to rocking, knocking the boots. No, what was next? Had, was Lately, the cover by <laughs> Jodeci. Oh, which was a fantastic start <laughs> to cry. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Cause it's time. Could me goodbye. Yeah. Now that right there, ladies and gentlemen, mm -hmm. is premier begging. By Josie. Yeah, it is. Okay, they really, don't beg like they used to. They don't. Any These niggas more. are complacent and lazy. Uh, we all also have It's Our Anniversary by Tony, Tony, Tony. Do you know what yes. today is? It's, it's our anniversary. anniversary. Made for you and me. Oh, what else is on there? Um, if, this is our trash segment, yes, by the way. If Janet Jackson's <laughs> If is on here, um... Gangsta Lean by DRS. This is another sad love song by Tony Michelle Braxton. Another sad love song written my brain. It was a big year. Like it was a big year for Tony because Guess Breathe Again was also a top song in 1993. Ha <laughs> 
And I can't stop thinking about thinking about <laughs> about the way things are used to be. Oh, what a terrible and man! And I can't stop dreaming about about the love that you made to me. Uh, and I can't get you out of my head. The okay, number sorry. one. Uh, we also have. Freak me by silk every time I close my eyes. Is that no? That's not freak. No, let me lick you up oh, yes. and down. Lick you up and down. Oh, let me play with your body, baby. Make, Make you real hot. Mm, 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 let mm. me do all the things you, you want me to do. do. Hold on, here it goes. <coughs> Cause tonight, <laughs> baby, I wanna get freaky with you. You, 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 you. Let me you, lick you, you up and down. <laughs> you, 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 you. Okay. Um, we also have uh, How Can We Forget? And if I ever fall in love, love again, that's if I ever fall in love by I shine. will be sure that the lady is a friend. If I ever, ever fall in love, so true, I will be sure that the lady is just like you. Okay, we have, yeah. <laughs> um, we have, you know, uh, let's see, we have a whole new world. That's from Aladdin, which would mean Aladdin. A whole new world. Recorded by a new fantastic yes. point. Well, people, people, Bryson right? and Regina Bell. Uh -huh. We yeah. have yes. Weak and I'm So Into You by SWV. I'm so into you. Yes. Um, and as well as love will be right here. Mm. Be right here. Mm. Um, it was a big year for Whitney Elizabeth Houston because this oh. 1993 was the year of I have nothing. I'm every woman. I have nothing. Yes. What else? I'm every woman. I'm every woman. And the number one song. The top 100 songs of 1993, the number one song is I Will Always Love You. And, I... <laughs> and you know what What I didn't know? Whoop, there it is, was number two. <laughs> Boom. Shaka, laka, shaka, shaka, laka, shaka, laka. That is terrible. TLC is on here. <laughs> what about your friends? Will they stand their ground? Mm -hmm. Will they let you down? Okay. Uh, let's see what oh, oh, oh. Let's see what else. Oh, um, God, this is fun. I'd win a game show right so now. So wait, is positive, is, is I got a man, which is I got a man? I, um, what your man got to do with me? I, I got, got a see, man. I ain't trying to hear that I'm see. not trying to hear that see. see I <laughs> yep. love you when I ain't no joke. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> I knew that that was a good one. Oh, oh yes. Sign me up, coach. Is it a game show? where? I, yes, <laughs> nigga, I would do well. Joey Lawrence <laughs> from Blossom had a song, Nothing My Love Can't Fix. That was number 92. I remember the video. For I do that. remember However, the video, but I don't I remember lose the tune. A point. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. the tune. Today was a, a good day by Ice Cube is <laughs> on here with his problematic. Oh game. yes. Um, and hey, Mr. DJ from Jane, that one's for Franiqua. Hey, Mr. DJ, <laughs> we can get this started. 
Everybody's ready to party. All night. All right. All, All the girls are ready. So, so we, we can, can love it too. <laughs> Let's party till the break of dawn. Yes. But yes, that oh, was- so I met Jean at the club one day, the, the the jazz club I used to work oh my at. Because her husband is a jazz musician in this, so she started singing with that band. Um, mm-hmm. And I ran up to her and I said, "Listen, I don't think you understand how sending my love, sending you all's love first album in you. general." Jane, what is it? Who is Jane? Is that what it was yes. called? Who is Jane? Who is Jane was an album that stands the test of time. I would. Yes. I'd pack it up. Yes. Seal it tight. And I send it overnight. What a good time. But that's what was happening in 1993. And I remember all of these songs, and that just goes to show exactly how old I am. My, we Lord. literally only missed one. Joey Lawrence. Joey Lawrence, but there's so many here. Uh, like um, we didn't even talk about nothing but a G thing. It ain't nothing ain't but, nothing a, G but thing, a G thing, baby. baby. Two looked out niggas going crazy. crazy. Death row is, is a label that pays me. Unshakable, so you please ain't... don't try to fake this. Yep. And uh, back to the level at, at hand. hand. Oh. Don't get me going. Uh, Slam by Onyx. I let the boys be boys. Slam. (laughs) What a That was cute for Moesha. Yes. (laughs) Yes, Fredo. Okay. Yes, my God. Hip Hop Array. Hip Hop Array. Ho. Hey. Ho. Oh, hated that song actually. Hip hop, hip hip hop, hip hip hop, hooray! Hooray! <laughs> um, yes, real love by Mary J. Blige is real love. Mm-hmm. Y'all, all of sound these bites. Things. I'm all giving like sound bites that you're things. allowed to play. Yeah, I love this, sister. Wow, you. Tra- this was our trash. This was our trash segment. This is it. We deserve because the world this is, is actually on fire. We just don't want to talk about the negativity. It's we don't need the ghetto. negativity. We don't. We don't need it whatsoever. So go to hell, trash. Uh, we're going to go straight to a shout out. <laughs> All right. Our little retro trash. If you guys like this, let us know. If you if you hated it, there's nothing you could do about it. But listen. Yeah, I don't I don't care if you hated it. <laughs> um, I, I enjoyed this little blast from the past. If we missed one of your favorite songs, please do tell. If there yeah. are other little nostalgic Things that we can do. Maybe we can talk about the top movies of the nineteen of nineteen ninety three. I'm curious about the television the shows. jams of ninety. Well, I did see a couple of things on the list, but did not feel confident that I would know the tunes. Okay, but, so give me just a few. Right. Just give me a couple. Okay, fuck it, we ball. Uh, let's let's do it. There's some Ace of Base on here. Are you ready for that? Okay, which one? Yes, that's, I'm ready. All that she wants. All that she wants is another baby. She's horrible. All that she wants is another baby. Okay, next. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, we've got Bon Jovi and Madonna. Okay. You want my Madonna first? Deeper and deeper. Madonna first. Deeper and deeper mm. and rain. Mm. Jeremy Jordan. I know Jeremy Jordan. That name sounds really familiar. That song is called The Right Kind of Love. Wait, uh, 
Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Um, oh. Right. Because huh. that That does that sound sounds. very familiar. <clears throat> you know, sometimes with the Caucasian jams. Rod I, uh, Stewart is on here. Aerosmith. Okay, which one is that? Which one, Aerosmith? Living on the Edge. Uh, yes, I do know Living on the Edge. Let's see, Michael Bolton to love somebody. Mm-hmm. This was a. It was a. It was recorded by the Bee Gees. Um, can't get enough of your love by Taylor Dane. Can't get enough oh. of your love, babe. That was that was she remade. It was by she redid Barry White's. Can't get enough really? of your love, babe. That's what it says here. I um, don't know. I don't know why. Can't get enough of your love, babe. Um, Taylor John, Dane. John Cicada. John Cicada wasn't white. Mm. Uh, crying. Is that that, that by Aerosmith? I've heard people say that. Oh, I'm disgusted. Okay. Crying. Is that the... I, I feel like I remember the video from Crying. This is a sad part of the show. Isn't it? Crying by who? Aerosmith? Aerosmith. Oh, yeah. That was the one that had Alicia Silverstone in the video. Yeah, I think I remember that video. And yes. I remember me and my brother like watching it and like screaming. Because I feel like it was sick. But I could be wrong. Um, what else they got on it? Give me just mm-hmm. a couple more. <laughs> okay. I've um, lost my confidence. I know. That's why I said I wasn't going to do this. Uh, PM Dawn, are they white? Looking through patient eyes. I do anything for love, but I won't do that by Meatloaf. Ordinary World uh-huh. by Duran Duran. Uh, Which one? Meatloaf? I know the Meatloaf one. I do anything for love, but I won't do that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, have I told you lately that I love you? That's Rod Stewart. Okay. Have I told <laughs> you lately that I still care? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. The River of Dreams by Billy Joel. Mm. Nothing. I got nothing. Mm. Mm. Um, really? That was it? It was no Nirvana or no, no like... No, none of that is really? on here. They're not on... Uh, Rex... Rum, oh, that's Rex in effect. We didn't do Rump Shaker. Rump Shaker was on the list, girl. We did do Rump Shaker. Okay. Wait, we started off with... Did we do Wait it? a minute. We opened the Pumps show... Pumps in a bump. Pumps in a bump. Pumps in a bump. Pumps in a bump. Here comes no, my rum we, shaker. Word about. We were singing. We were. We were singing rum. Wait, I'm the lyrical. That's not rum shaker. Rum no, sh- it's not. Check baby, check baby. One two three four. Check baby, check baby. One two three. Check baby, check baby. One, one two. two. Check, check baby, check baby. baby, check, baby one. one. He called the rump shaker. It's just like isn't sweeter that, than candy. What was yeah, the hook that's though? Oh, um, isn't it? Here comes the rump shaker. No, that's <laughs> that is. <laughs> I'm not remembering. I oh here we go Rex in effect rum shaker. All I wanna do is oh, zoom, 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 just shake your rum. Just shake your rum. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, thank you. Wow, ninety three. I feel and like we did start singing that, and I just lost my way. Forgive me. Either way, that's okay. If we want to do TV shows of nineteen ninety three, movies of nineteen ninety three, let us know. Okay. I will not do as well in those areas. I can I tell you. I think I'll that be right okay now. on TV shows. TV shows, yes. Movies, movies, give probably or take. not. Because you know, I was at choir rehearsal, not at the movie theater. I don't, My mama took me was, to see Ghost Dad. 
Oh, I thought you were going to say your mother took you to go see Ghost. That was about to be a shock. Certainly not. <laughs> now you know that did not happen. You in danger, girl. All right. Well, let's move on to a shout out then, shall we? Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This is popping right now, like. Oh, hello. It's time for the shout out. And I'm going to read a listener email. Um, and maybe perhaps sometime in the future we'll be able to have a conversation with she. But she starts off, hi, Chef Jade and Dr. Kia. Hi. Happy 2020, uh, 2020-2023. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting us in the future future. Yeah. Happy 2023, ladies. My name is Amara Brown. Hey. I'm one of your listeners, and I absolutely love y'all. Love I feel you. we would definitely be friends if our paths crossed absolutely. in Brooklyn. First, I wanted to share that I absolutely loved Kia's 40th birthday celebration in Antigua. Thank you. It looked amazing and was a beautiful celebration of your life. It definitely was. We had a time. In April 2021, I took a solo birthday trip to that same resort. Yes. The people and the food were hitting. Hitting. Okay. Shout out to my girl, Maxine. (laughs) I was scared to even travel because of the pandemic, but that trip changed my life forever. so good. I returned back to Antigua in July 2021 for a 30-day trip, which turned into a five-month stay. Oh, wow. I realized that living in Brooklyn and in the United States was not my ministry anymore. I decided to get rid of my stuff in my Brooklyn apartment, put my stuff in storage, and tried another island, Aruba. I've totally fallen in love with Aruba, both literally and figuratively. Now I've been here for 11 months and started a business. So Kia, this year might be a big for you, girl, because Antigua can do that for you. All right. Secondly, okay. All right. Your lips. Secondly, I have created a business in Aruba. My organization is named Connecting. The mission of my organization is to bring equity to the travel industry by building a culturally conscious ecosystem of that travel support that just supports black and brown locally owned businesses for our destinations. Our first destination is Aruba with the goal to expand to other Caribbean countries. The Caribbean tourism industry has been demanded by this all-inclusive resort experience, which does not highlight the authentic local culture or support small businesses. We talked about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. My business wants to disrupt that narrative. Caribbean culture is more than mudslides, pina coladas, and beautiful beaches. I'm currently enrolled at the University of Aruba's Master of Business Administration. During my studies, I'm learning tourism management lacks diversity. Most tourism leaders are white males and may not be from the islands they're working. Therefore, the local culture is not valued and highlighted to the tourists. My goal is to connect tourists to the authentic culture so that when they say, I love Aruba, they actually know what Aruban culture is. Love that. I would love the opportunity to discuss this topic with you, and we would love to talk about this with you as well. But in the meantime, you can visit the website, www. K-I-N-N-E-C-T-I-N-G, connecting.co, to get an idea of my vision. I'm also on Instagram at connecting, that's again, K-I-N-N-E-C-T-I-N-G dot C-O. 
I look forward to hearing from you ladies and I can't wait to listen to this week's episode. Yay. Take care. Love always, Amara Brown. Amara, <coughs> I can't wait to have a conversation with you. This I is this is something that uh, we hear as a complaint um, worldwide, actually, uh, in brown in black and brown countries, uh, ranging from Hawaii to Puerto Rico, just multiple places where tourism um, does not represent local culture and does not support local culture or or the pe- the people of the local land. And so, I love what you're doing here. I would love to have more of a conversation about it, and Same. I would love for you all to go and check out Connecting.co. Um, and see what Amara is doing. I think this is absolutely dope. You going to school and really putting in the work and investing into the change that you want to see happen. I think that's absolutely awesome. So I thought this would be a perfect shout out this week. Um, And I'm really excited. Make sure you all check out the description box for all of the information, all of the links. Uh, But again, Amara, shout out to you. We're going to reach out to you real, real soon. We're going to have our people reach out to you. Right? Yes. Go ahead. Love it so merch. And now we're going to move on to our kitchen table talk. Let's Shall we have that direction? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. And you know, here at Getting Grown, our speciality is all things adulting, right? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking earlier um, just sort of a, about our show, our work, our conversations, the community that we built. And, you know, just like everything, um, people sort of use words. Not, I don't want to say all willy nilly, but we we uh, there's haphazardly. A, yeah, yes. there's a tendency <laughs> to sort of um, be limited in in certain conversations, right? And so, um, getting grown <laughs> is all about <clears throat> uh, adulthood, maturing, negotiating the different ups and downs of. Um, new seasons of life Mm -hmm. and you know we spend a lot of time thinking about navigating life as far as it relates to like personal professional family uh personal professional personal life professional life family life Mm -hmm. um and you know financial health and wealth and all those things are important and priority and and necessary Mm -hmm. But I think that there are other things that constitute grown folks' business that I think are assumed or implied but not so often discussed. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it relates to character. I think as we mature, our character should be maturing. And I was Mm -hmm. uh, sort of in my stories earlier going through and one one of my friends was talking and she just posted a story and said like, selflessness and patience um like practicing selflessness and patience and i just responded to her story and said now this is grown folks business Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. a lot of times we you know you hear younger millennials or young i would say generation z Mm -hmm. and you know teens and folks in their early 20s are talking lots about i'm grown like wanted to be treated like an adult Um, But being treated like an adult often requires you to conduct yourself in sort of adult ways. And that sort Mm -hmm. of requires practice and self-discipline. And I never would have thought that in my in my 20s and 30s. But now I'm really, really clear that, you know, 
grown folks business is is more than just paying bills and Mm -hmm. being responsible to our families and our jobs Mm -hmm. and you know other you know I guess responsibilities there are certain responsibilities that we have to ourselves and Mm -hmm. to our values and to our morals and so one of the things I'm focusing on in this season in this year of life is sort of being real intentional about uh, those that that kind of grown folks business, mm-hmm. and so I started a list mm-hmm. and shared it with Jade, and was just sort of listing out what are some <clears throat> of the things I want to work on with respect Excuse to me. my character and being a better person, being a little less raggedy than I have been in prior days, and yeah. you know, not saying this or sharing this judgmentally or telling everyone that they need to get it together. <laughs> no, prior days are yesterday, yes. an hour ago. I mean, because it's a process and some days are better than others. But, you know, Mm -hmm. I have an intention to be better and that requires practice. And so in order for Mm -hmm. me to practice being better, I have got to be clear about what better means for me. So I just thought we can start. I started listing out our sort of the characters and qualities and traits of grown folks business. And I thought we can just sort of go through the list and talk about and give examples. Oh, yes. Let's talk about it. And so did you have a favorite on the list that we shared? One that resonated with you right away? Relinquishing the need to be right. Oh, because girl. Because let me tell you three very beautiful words that I have um, uh, really put into practice over the years. And listen, I know y'all could probably try to say otherwise (laughs) at times, but there are many times. I don't actually like to, I don't like to find like to argue. So these three words together, you got it. <laughs> I even got, got one it. better. One one word. I'm mine. Okay. <laughs> All right. But I mean, across the board, actually, because relinqu- relinquishing the need to be right is not just to avoid confrontation or so forth, but also in your interpersonal relationships really allowing um humility to step in yeah and recognize that you ain't motherfucking perfect yes and <laughs> you know yes. what i'm saying and that's that's a big acknowledgement and when you do that it allows you to sort of look at yourself with grace and look at others with grace and mm-hmm. to sort of allow yourself to be taught in a particular way mm-hmm. i think one of the things, one of the major key differences or awarenesses that I have gained recently is that for so long, so many of us have found validation and identity in being right. Mm-hmm. Um, that it it we it holds some significance and some weight, and mm-hmm. with that comes this pressure to constantly be right, and it it makes for it makes your mistakes more costly. When, um, in fact, you know, there, there, you know, mistakes are part for the course, mm-hmm, uh, and, mm-hmm. mis- and they happen to all of us and they are expected mm-hmm. and we shouldn't run from them. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to fall on your face. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes you have to make a mistake because the lesson only comes by way of, of mistake. And so Absolutely. taking that pressure off so that you have to be right all the time. Mm-hmm. allows you to be okay with being wrong because being wrong don't make you any less worthy, less it really does less qualified, mm-hmm. less 
you know, mm-hmm. outside of where you're supposed to be. It's just mm-hmm. a thing that happens and every single person experiences it. We have a right to be wrong. Came from? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> we have a right to be wrong. And Absolutely. there's so much wisdom and insight and perspective in mm-hmm. being okay with with being wrong that I think the one and that sort of segues into one of the my favorites on the list mm-hmm. is uh embracing dissonance admitting you don't understand and receiving correct mm. correction receiving I correction. tell Noah all the time that I don't I don't know everything yeah and there's so much power in in you saying I don't know because you're not going to learn if you don't open your mouth and say you don't know. Absolutely. And in this society, I think we get caught up in this on social media because there is this, there is this, um, it's like there is an affront to to saying mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it's the internet and the advent of the internet and makes people feel like they have to have mm-hmm. the right answer all the time because we have mm-hmm. access to information in a particular way. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes people, we, I'll say we because I'm victim of it too. We will be so loud and wrong. Like we're willing mm-hmm. to be loud and wrong instead of just saying, I don't know. I have not had experience with that. I don't know as mm-hmm. much about that to have an opinion or a critique about mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. And sort of reclaiming the space of saying, you know, like you said, I don't know. That's something that mm-hmm. I give me time to give me time. And, and I'm getting this is something even professionally. I'm being giving myself permission in this new role to say, oh, that's not something that I have done before. That's something that I wasn't aware of. If you give me a little bit more time to, to learn more about this or dig into that, then I can come mm-hmm. back with an opinion. Not feeling yep. like this pressure to have an answer um, exactly. without being able to answer confidently. Yeah, and be informed. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And there is so much. I think our, we have to stop. We talk about this all the time, but we have to stop being so black and white about things. So when I say yes. embracing dissonance, I think when mm-hmm. we embrace dissonance and the fact that, you know, it doesn't always have to be black or white, yes or no. Mm-hmm. When we embrace mm-hmm. that, we give ourselves space to understand complexity and understand nuance and to Absolutely. think about things um in you know in complex ways that's what cognitive uh development is all about somewhere along the way we've lost our capacity to yeah to be you know to embrace complexity in ways that move us forward and that's yep. that's why we don't that's why conversations are so polarizing it's yep. okay for you to say oh i hadn't heard that or i wasn't aware of that perspective i had not mm-hmm. thought about it that way it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be like oh no that's wrong you're dumb mm-hmm. no it's just i didn't mm-hmm. know that that was your experience or i i wasn't aware mm-hmm. that that was what happened you know as it relates to that thing um but but being okay with saying wow i don't know anything about that mm-hmm. um but thank you for sharing that and now i'll go back and do some research and develop my own opinion because i don't have one right now i don't know enough to have mm-hmm. an opinion about that there's so much mm-hmm. power in that and i think being okay with stepping into that it frees you up from worrying about, oh, man, did I say the right thing? Did I say the wrong thing? Did I do that right? Did I do it wrong? And you don't have to be so defensive 
about, oh, I'm right and you're wrong. Like, you don't have to have that posture, that energy mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. every conversation. And it frees you up to listen and to learn. That's And that's one thing with Tristan and I, even in our conversations, we're like, I don't have to be right, but I have to be heard. Yeah. So we give each other the respect of making sure that the person gets to fully express themselves, whether you end up agreeing or not. It's not about needing to agree with the other person. It's about allowing them to speak and to get their thoughts out and their feelings so that they can fully be understood. That's another yeah. thing. We're like, I don't you don't need to agree with me, but I, I would love it if you could understand me. Or even so try please, to. Yep. Try just to try. Listen Except just that listen I have a different experience. Yeah. A different and perspective. That can be okay. And that's okay. Absolutely. And that's been wonderful for us. You know what I'm saying? And it helps you when you stop and you you're communicating effectively mm-hmm. so that you can try to understand the other person's experience, even if you don't agree with it, even if you don't agree with the viewpoint or whatever the case is. For sure. You know, and you can exist in a world like that peacefully, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um I I like the acknowledging uh, when you need help mm-hmm. or in asking for help. That's not always been one of my strongest things. Big thing. Um, and I've tried to put it into practice a little bit more um, as of late, just as it pertains to my tribe, right? Because mm-hmm. I extend myself and offer myself when I feel that it's necessary in a time when somebody I love is in need. And so what's, what is wrong with me doing the same thing in a moment of weakness, um, which goes right into your into practicing vulnerability? Yeah. You know, Um Everything don't have to be together all the time. There's so much and- power in that. <laughs> and Ooh. I think I think that honesty, again, has freed me up from the pressure that I put on myself mm-hmm. to sort of have it together all mm-hmm. of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I'm, that's something that I am hoping to model. I don't know the, how far I will get with sort of helping my family to to mm-hmm. recognize the importance of this practice but I want to model it in a particular mm-hmm. way especially as it relates to our grief yeah. because um there is this rush and this insistence on mm-hmm. sort of keeping things or you know to this we're so connected to normal and as things were um, mm-hmm. being in Tennessee for the holidays, I watched my mother put so much pressure on herself to try to make sure that, you know, the food was just like it was when grandma was here and we yeah. did things just like they were when grandma was here or were make sure the Christmas tree looked like how mm-hmm. it looked when grandma was here. And, mm-hmm. um, I understand wanting to sort of honor our family traditions and Mm -hmm. do things that would make her proud. Mm -hmm. That is valuable and necessary and important. So I'm not trying to detract from that, but I want for us to sort of allow for that space that acknowledges that grandma is not here and that's not okay. And that's okay. Yeah. 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 Because personally, it was really tough for me to be at my grandma's house and my grandma not be there. Yeah. And it and yeah. I had to just sort of sit in that mm-hmm. and 
it would be help. And I, I just feel like all of us, my mom, my grandfather, I want for them to sort of allow themselves to be hurt mm-hmm. and not, you know, I don't want to say that we're acting like we're not hurt, but there is this mm-hmm. sort of pressure to sort of perform mm-hmm. like everything is just like it was mm-hmm. and it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and practicing that vulnerability, I think would be powerful if we could share that together as a family and work through it together as a family, if we could yeah. be honest about that as a family and we're not there yet, but that's something that I'm hoping to model in a particular way. And I haven't figured out the hows, but that's what I, I think just by honoring how like. you feel in the moment when you don't feel okay, saying, I don't feel okay right now. Mm-hmm. And this is why. And I think just in, you being authentically yourself and expressing yourself and 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 whatever you're feeling at that time, yeah, is is the model itself. Yeah, yeah, it's the model itself. But I think it's beautiful that you even want to carry that for your family because you ain't got to do that either. Well, I don't have the bandwidth. I'm gonna be honest. I yeah, I yeah. don't have the bandwidth to. You know, like I have these gaping holes in my heart Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and I don't mm -hmm. have the bandwidth to just act like they're not there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I want to say that that is a part, you know, and I think a lot, which takes me to. uh, I'm trying to use my skills in the Mm -hmm. things that I've learned how to do sort of professionally and Mm -hmm. recognize their application in my personal life. And so I think a lot about, you know, I study change and transition, how people Mm -hmm. in institutions negotiate change and transition. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that to me is one of the main, um, it is impediment, something that halts change and transformation Mm -hmm. is that we assume we know how to do it. And mm-hmm, we assume mm-hmm. and we assume that um, it does not demand grief. Mm-hmm, Transformation mm-hmm. demands you acknowledge that something that was working before does not work. And it's mm-hmm. OK to have feelings about that. Yes. And so I can't allow or I, I will not. You know, if I say that I'm a Christian and I believe that all God causes all things to work together for my good, mm-hmm. I can't, I cannot really embody that um, and allow that for my good to come to be if I don't acknowledge the things that I lost along the way. And the fact that that loss hurts. Um, and so... In that space of, I'm finding ways and words to sort of talk about this in my work, but Mm -hmm. I think it does connect here personally because there's, I think, who I am and my purpose and the work that I'm assigned to do, like when God designed me, is Mm -hmm. attached to that loss in, Mm -hmm. in very substantial ways. And so I'm required to, to go through all of the, ghettos of grief so that I can Mm -hmm. get to the transformed part 
just Absolutely. like training athletically, you know, mm-hmm. I don't get to benefit from like I'm doing the Peloton tread program. You can run this eight week program. Mm-hmm. And it's really been a powerful metaphor for all these other transitions in my life, because the truth is, how do you learn to run for 30 minutes straight is mm-hmm. by running for one minute straight a lot of times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that and, and learning to late learning to hate that less and less. Right. Mm-hmm. So I have to go through the crappy parts. If I don't go through the crappy parts, then I don't get to I don't get to the good parts. It's just mm-hmm. the, like we say all the time. There's no elevated to success. You got to take the stairs. Sometimes the, the stairs. stairs suck. They do. Especially when you have groceries. Hell yeah. And you got <laughs> and your and your hips are hurting. And you yep. you got shin splints and a mm-hmm. and a bunion. Like like and your chest hurts. And you know, and like and you can't breathe. And one of your bags breaks. You know what I'm saying? Like all of these it. things that and you collapse into a pool of but, tears. But because you don't everything get, is overwhelming. But you don't get to the top on, unless you take the steps through all of that terrible, terrible, tragic. Otherwise you're awful going to mess. sleep in the stairwell. Period. Yep. And so it's about about me leaning into that. And if we like, you know, if I get to coach institutional leaders and sort of dealing with the loss of, you know, people leave the institution and with mm-hmm. when they leave expertise leaves. So how do you build the muscle of the institution so that when certain people go away, you still have that institutional memory, that mm-hmm. muscle memory to keep going. How do I say that to the people that I'm working with and I don't mm. apply and practice that in my own life? So these Absolutely. are the, the things. So it also leads me to Which the, is what? Accountability. Period. And I was also, it's also mm-hmm. pausing to reflect and practice that reflection. Yes. Um, as I've been doing a lot and God's been showing me a lot and thinking about how all of these pieces of my life come together in such a powerful mm-hmm. and profound way. And it's really awesome. And it's really honestly strengthening my relationship and my faith in him because I get to see it's like, wow, you really are working all of this, mm-hmm. this mess together mm-hmm. for my good. And even though it mm-hmm. does feel awful a lot of the times, mm-hmm. um, if I just keep going, with my bunions and my hurt feet and <laughs> my shin splints and my broken and eggs. my broken eggs and my mm-hmm. and my broken grocery cart and if I learn but eventually I'll learn how to manage all of that stuff and absolutely. still be taking the steps up upward so absolutely all of those um all of the things man this is grown folks business right it's not just oh I can come and go as I please or I don't nobody tell me what to do it's like, mm-hmm. okay, some of this stuff is hard and raggedy, but I no, still got to do Sometimes somebody has to tell you Period. What to do. Say it again. And you have to be okay with that mm-hmm. uh, because, you, again, you don't know everything. Sometimes there is somebody who's got to tell you what to do, whether that be a very small two-year-old who is biting <laughs> your ankles or somebody that you got to report to at work to make sure that you yes. have dinner to eat and got a roof over your head. Like Somebody at some point is going to tell you what to do, and you don't get to tell everybody to go to hell, unfortunately. That's so real. Receiving so, correction. I, also allowing loved ones to be a mirror for you. Oh, and, that was and, and good. When you had added defensively. that. Yes. I I think I think that like we talked about earlier, relinquishing the, the, the need to be right, allowing your loved ones to be a mirror for you can really open up doors because you don't always have the answers. Sometimes you rub people the wrong way. Sometimes you need to see a part of yourself, the the shadow parts of yourself. Um that need to be addressed 
so that you actually can do better and be better. And loved ones can be a beautiful reflection for that. You can be mirrors for each other if you're really being authentic and vulnerable with one another. Oh, I love that. Responding less defensively. And I think Mm -hmm. that also uh, another one that I I'm getting, I'm reimagining my concept of service. Yes. I feel like as marginalized people, we, we are triggered by subjugation and rightfully so. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. that's fair. Mm-hmm. But at the yes. same time, <laughs> at the same time, what I'm learning is that there is a lot about service that serves me and Absolutely. makes me better. And so Absolutely. when and, and when I think about my responsibilities as service to others and to myself and to a greater cause and a greater good, it gives me renewed energy and renewed strength yes. to do some of the not so sexy things about serving. So, and then I think about this with my relationships, with my, mm-hmm. with my friends, with mm-hmm. my loved ones, with even mm-hmm. significant others, you know, mm-hmm. and I know we get caught up in the internet and talking about fixing plates and doing things, but there are certain things that that are oh they just think oh go to hell internet it's just like you know <laughs> my grandma would like you know it wasn't required but there were times no. when she would fix Dida's plate and then she would fix my plate and sometimes there would be times when i had to fix her plate and it was not like that's a, just what it, you it's know a reciprocal situation yes to mary's last night I go to Mary's obviously more often than Tristan and Noah go to Mary's, but we all, she invited us over for dinner. And I, Oni was in town and I got gel off rice, by oh, the way. Jealous I am. Um, but I'm at her house. I'm in her kitchen. I'm going to make my child's plate. And I made his plate. And then I made my plate. And you know what? The next time sometimes when I'm in the middle of recording and it's the morning time or I have a meeting, guess who comes in with a plate of toast and eggs and some hash browns or whatever the case for me? Like, it's it's a reciprocal situation. And y'all... You know what it is? Y'all, y'all have got... It has, the society has gotten so me, me, me focused and centered. Yes. You know, that's why neighbors don't be neighbors no more. That's why there's a, there's a lot that's been lost in all our, of that. Our collectivistic nature. And when you're describing that dynamic between you and Tristan, you know what I hear? Partnership. Thank you. It means that we are sharing the responsibility of caring for each mm-hmm. other because we have committed to being a partnership. That means I give a damn if you don't have. And I'm going to do what I can if I see, you know, and sometimes it's about efficiency. It wouldn't make sense for, you know, it would be a duplicate. Like, why would we duplicate efforts when it would just make sense for us to be on the same page about this? Exactly. Um, And so we get so like I I was saying before, our thoughts can be so polarizing Mm -hmm. that we really lose what matters. Mm -hmm. Um, And we lose sight of like the bigger picture when it when Mm -hmm. it comes to things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, husbands, husband city, all the single people, uh, contents, uh-huh. husband, husband, husband. And it's like less, less about that word. And like, are we thinking about cultivating partnerships? Partnership. Are we thinking about what are the ways in which we are, our relationship is mutually valuable and beneficial to the two parties that are involved? Um, and I wish that we could Also sort of- getting to the root of why we want to be in partnership if that's what we want if, anyway if that's what we want anyway. i think it that is a, a fair question to assess with 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 oneself 
Um, and I don't know if I sound high and mighty or whatever the fuck because I'm married, but I'm coming to you from a very real and honest place. I did not care about being partnered. Yeah. And that's why I'm speaking. I didn't care about it. And when it happened, I have been leery of almost every nigga who's ever been around me. <laughs> and this was the first time where I had to stop and say, I feel comfortable and safe. And I'm going to just keep rocking with this for a while. And that is so pleasant. I'm sure. And... <laughs> I'm sure it's just like, whoa. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to keep I doing feel this. And then it got to a point where it was situation. like, I, I like having you around. And yeah. I think that I want you to have you. Then you have the first moment where they get on your motherfucking nerves. Because that you're is like, inevitable. You're getting on my nerves. but And yet and still, I would like to have you around. Yes. And so it just became this. But I think sitting with yourself first to say, if, especially if you're like, oh, my husband, my husband, my da-da-da-da, like you said. First of all, think about it in a partnership aspect. And second of all, think about it from why you even want that. Has society twisted your mind to think that this is what you're supposed to have? Is it the church? Is it the your family putting pressure on you? Is it because you actually desire uh, authentic partnership and you just want companionship because there's nothing wrong with that either? I still think the reason should be should be talked about with oneself. You should be able to give a rationale and a reason and justification for all of your decisions as an adult. Absolutely. Ish. Absolutely. And, and that's something that I had to realize on my own. Why do I want this? Why, why do mm -hmm. I, why is this something that I am pressuring myself to, to have or to be or to embody and really sort of troubling those feelings internally mm -hmm. and there are many things that I have realized it's like girl I really may not want want that I or, really might not or I'm I okay. may not want kids actually yeah, I'm I okay. thought I did or, or and I, that's a good example because I never I like like you said I was not the girl that sat around and dreamt about being a mom I told you when I got pregnant everybody was like you <laughs> Now, I never, now that's, I mean, you know, I, that's not me saying that I'm against it, but it was just yeah. something that I just assumed would happen, right? Yeah. Because yeah, that's what or happens. Or not. I right. Was, I was the one who was like. Mm. But now I'm, I'm at the place where I'm like, if it, if it does, if the opportunity presents itself, if it does happen, then I'll mm -hmm. be okay with that. But if it doesn't. I'm okay with that You're too. You're okay with that. I don't mm -hmm. feel like it's an L. It does not signify that I have have been left out of something or I didn't have something. And it is not. It's not a by, uh, under duress. It's not a circumstance that is sort of just been laid upon me. It is a choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that is my right and my choice to make or not make. And I can yeah. make one choice now and another choice later. And that's Absolutely. okay too. Um, yep. and, and sort of that, even, let me tell y'all, I lost 40 pounds when I had let that go. Oh, I know that's right. You know? I know. Because the girls will right. wear your patience thin with the biological clock, girl. And it's like, girl. I'm over it. I took Especially the battery. Like... I took the battery right out of my biological clock, girl. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't, I don't even don't have, have one. one of those. I don't have a battery. The same way that you don't have chakras, I don't have a biological clock. <laughs> I do not. Okay? I don't. Shamar it's Moore not a just had a fucking baby uh, I saw that. Whatever the fuck. And, and he's what? A thousand? How old Shamar is Moore was 35, 30 years ago. Period. So all I'm saying is there is I, that doesn't exist with me. And my very last one um, or is 
is giving yourself grace. And I think that is a huge part of adulting, giving yourself extreme grace because you are not a machine. Yeah. Any not not emotionally, not logistically, <laughs> not in any of those. You're not a machine. And so being easy with yourself a little bit sometimes because we're all all there, so hard on ourselves. There's no timeline. There is no master checklist of things that you mm-hmm. have to have accomplished in order to be an adult. There is no you there's no time clock or time stamp that signifies what will qualify your adulthood in any particular way. Mm-hmm. That's all baloney mm-hmm. and garbage. And the truth is, girl, I know you think so, but your mama didn't know what she was doing neither. Uh, sure didn't. And, and neither did your aunties, none of your grand, nope. like none of the adults in your life, nope. as as much as they performed and put on airs and made you believe that they and their linen closets was perfect. And they made you believe that everything that you did in your life was was mm-hmm. right, well and amazing. And their lives was right, well and amazing and on time. Let me it tell wasn't. you what they didn't know neither. They had no idea. Nope. And they nope. made just as many mistakes as you did. They just didn't did. post it down to the Internet. Okay, right? Because why? There was no accountability. Period. <laughs> there was no record. Okay? Their thoughts were not listed in the Library of Congress like mm-hmm. yours and mine mm-hmm. are. So listen. Mm-hmm. So There's let yourself... also a slight bit more shame, but that might be a well, problem. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. but we... <laughs> I know. That could go either way, honestly, okay? But yes, because... we, we wanted to just sort of start off the year with a refresh about grown folks' business as we like yes. to think about it here at the kitchen table. I think... I think that we're, I will say I'm committing to working on being a little less raggedy every day by focusing and working on these things. Um, And and we invite you to join us. Sit with the grown folks. We invite you to be less raggedy with us. Be less raggedy. Matter of fact, maybe we should call that the title. How to be less raggedy. Less raggedy. Less raggedy. We're just trying to be a little less raggedy than we were the day before. I love that actually. I do too. Y'all. We got some beautiful guests coming up in our near future, so Wowie. make sure you stay tuned for some of those as we ease <laughs> into 2023. It's a theme. <laughs> I won't make this a thing. Oh, <laughs> yes, you are. I you made are. fetch happen. You are hell bent on this thing. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let us get on to the next segment. All right. Come on, self-care. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. I deserve Oh man. So I have been with the knots in my back, okay? Uh-oh. Boulders on my shoulders. Yikes. And um I ended up with a I don't know what I don't know if I slept wrong. I don't know what happened. But I was having a tight neck the other day. Mm. I went out for a little girls' night with um, Antoinette and Shanti. Shout out to Around the Way Curls. And our homegirl, Angie of Ariane's Jewelry, who had a baby. Oh, precious. 
Love that. All right. My new niece, Fallon. Um, but we took Angie out for her first night for dinner since she, yeah, since being a new mommy. Okay. And just freedom. went and had a little freedom quiet ride. dinner. You know, just a sweet freedom. She yes. was experiencing that. And my neck was killing me. And the next day it was worse. Oh, no. So I was like, oh, man, I don't know what this is. And my back was killing me, but my neck was especially tight. I called George, my OG. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, yo, w- like whatever you have available, I'm going to make it happen. That man said 11 a.m. on a Monday. And I said, say less. I'll be there. <laughs> I took myself down to my little place and got when I t- George was damn near on my back. Like he was it was elbows and all kinds of things happening. He was like, Jade. I need you to do some preventative maintenance. Mm. You can't ever let this get this bad again. You should have heard the knocking. Yikes. and the, You want to hear about knocking boots and not in a <laughs> sexual manner? That was my back. Yikes. It was like little Timberlands, little steel toes oh, no. all over my back. My back was wretched. It was wretched and raging. You're so. trying me. I'm going to make an appointment for I massage myself. And listen, this is no fancy spot, okay? It's no massage envy. Um, <laughs> I kept my sweatpants on. That's how, you know, yes. I'd like, be having my bra on. George just hop up on it, and George be down in my the back of my thigh like oh, that. Wow. <laughs> like, I'm stressed. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's a little old Chinese man I'm who stressed. wears sandals while he massages me. And it is it is the beating that I need, Yikes. honestly. Yeah, I needed that. Well, I was I'm in there. Ma- I'm glad I was the only person in there. Thank God today. Because George was in that back, and I was like, is there anybody else? Because I was like, oh! It was just... <laughs> Ouch. I'm, I, well, do you feel better? I feel so much better. I'm happy for that. What? Because I can't... Remember when we were in Antigua, and we got those massages, and I was like, those ladies were lovely, but those little baby hands... Pitter-pat. Fuck whatever. <laughs> I was like, man, I need somebody to knock me you around. Got like, you got to go to work on Myra's feet. Uh, you've got to go to work on Myra's feet. That is my back. I need you to fight me, nigga. Like, <laughs> I need, I do not. I, need, I do not need. I need a step above pity pad, but I don't need yes. to be feel like I am getting beat up. I know I, I need it. Mm-mm. I be at the spot like they're like, what pressure? I'm like the, the tensest, no. most tension no. of most no. deepest of tissues. Uh-uh. I don't think I can handle that. But oh. yes. Nah, throw a nigga on my back and make him bounce up and down. I just, I need the heavy. I need the heavy. (laughs) Yikes. Okay. What's your self-care? What you got? I think that you will be, uh, I don't know. I think this may be of interest to you. So, you know, um, our friend in our head, uh, big sister Tabitha Brown, released her uh, food um, line down to the Target. Uh Yeah. And I went by the Target yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, and picked up a couple of things. And I want you to know that uh, Tab got this vegan garlic aioli. Huh. Sis. Say more. I was uh, skeptical because you know how I feel about the vegan things now. I know, especially when they're of creamy nature. I'm like, But let me tell you, I put that spread down on my turkey sandwich. Oh. And it brought. Oh, that sounds I mean, delightful. I had made like a grilled turkey cheese situation, like mm-hmm. a turkey melt of sorts. Ooh, I love a melt. Toasted my king's Hawaiian sliced bread in the skillet. Yes. Okay. Proper. 
put that aioli on there. And you know how when you be looking at it, like when the, if the food mm-hmm. be good and you have to like bite it and then you pull it back mm-hmm. and look mm-hmm. at it. Mm-hmm. Tab, tab is on to something with that there spread. What's the oil base in it? Do you know? I have to, I will have to send you, I took a picture. I will take, take okay. a picture of the label and send it to you because okay. I don't have it. I meant to bring it upstairs and I just forgot, but that okay. sandwich, you know, I love a sandwich. And I love an aioli and a sandwich. And that thing was good to me. I can't wait okay. to put it. I'm going to make a little thinging. grilled chicken sandwich mm-hmm. with that on there. Oh, yes. And you can make you a little tomato soup. Do you do hear what dip, I'm saying? Oh, a rotisserie chicken sandwich. with. She a nice also had she has lots of options. I also picked up she had a vegan salt and vinegar cashew. Well, I didn't I think so. I didn't. But salt and vinegar, like it tastes <laughs> like salt and vinegar chips, but it's cashews. Okay, but it's a cashews. OK, yes. Come on, products. I'm telling what you. What else did you get? I got, I got, there was also a lemon, <coughs> a lemon dill spread. I got that. I haven't tried that yet. I um, love dill. But I picked up, they, like, she has a little glass tumbler here. This is take, uh, take um, care of yourself. She has lots of, of um, some plates and bowls. Mm-hmm. She's got some uh, flatware, like some um, oh, serving yes. spoons. Yeah, she's got um, some good stuff in good there. Good stuff. And I, I want to try her. She's got some vegan patties, like some burgers. Okay. Um, and she has a, a, a chili that I purchased. I haven't tried that yet. So I'll keep y'all posted. Oh. But my self-care. Make you a little Frito pie. That my self care was that garlic aioli, and I'm not mad about it. It was what I needed on yesterday. It really did get me together. I think I'm about to make me a Frito. I think you should. (laughs) Well, I love that. I love that, sister. I'm gonna go and get me some of those cashews and that garlic aioli because you will not be disappointed. Now you know I don't. You know how I feel about sandwiches. Oh, I know. You know know that I would tell the truth. I know you would. I trust you. I trust you. So I'm going to go get some and I'm spreading it all over a sandwich and I potentially mean. myself. <laughs> yes. Self-care. Self-care. <laughs> I know that's right. But yes, that's my um, Listen, you remember Sugarfoot from, um, oh, how, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, man. It was 3-6 Mafia show on MTV. Yes. Something in Hollywood. I do remember. And they all lived in that house and Sugarfoot yes. said, we don't have no whipped cream and said, I'm about to do some ranch dressing and sugar. <laughs> I was like, yo, this is <laughs> wild. That's about to be me with that garlic ale. Yo. <laughs> it's pungent, nigga. It's, it's ready for you. Okay. <laughs> let's move on to the petty peeves. <laughs> And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey, honey. All right. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter and Instagram, then you have an idea where I'm headed. Uh, the girls are out here using words all willy-nilly again. What have they said now? Someone was being interviewed on one of them podcasts and was asked about colorism. Oh God, yes. And I, the girl from the bad Megan from the bad girls. I don't Club. know who any of those. Let's fight. I said, let me tell you something. What I would, what I want for us in 2023 is I, I wish, like you know, we were talking about at the kitchen table. 
it's okay for you to say, I don't know enough about a thing to have an opinion. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the I proper don't term. Know. But this, you can, you can talk about learned. your experience, but also. I just, <sighs> we have gotten, and I, I just want to say the conversations about colorism that I have seen on social media and on television have been mishandled. I mean, so grossly mishandled. I just want us to stop talking about colorism altogether. I understand that as people of color who are dealing with the implications of a systemic oppression, we all have personal trauma mm -hmm. at the hands of these systemic issues. And I just am tired of us getting so mired down with the trauma, our personal trauma and fighting over that, over your my trauma is is I have trauma and you don't, or yeah. my trauma is more intense than yours, or how you gonna say what I've experienced is not trauma. Um, that we are <sighs> we are so deep down in the weeds, y'all, that we are missing. We are dealing with the symptoms and and uh you know, addressing you know, runny noses and 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 coughs. When when these issues are a result of cancers of the internal organs. Oh, right? my God. Yes. And I just and, and we get so us arguing over this, you know, the oppression Olympics. Right. Yeah. Well, dark skinned people are not the only people that have been that are prejudiced, you know, bloody, and we're just what about this? What and, you're doing? It's what like, you're doing? And for what? Why? Girl, you just worried about that. And the whole time. Okay, we all out here suffering. And if we're not ready to have the conversation and call out and talk about the systemic issues that are the root causes of our experiences, uh -huh. then let's just not talk about it. Because we are doing nothing but sustaining yeah. the issue. We're we're not helping. Yeah. We're yeah. not helping. Yeah. We're doing more harm than good. And mm -hmm. until we're ready to have the conversation in a productive way, I want mm -hmm. us all to shut up. I want us I all to be quiet. Stop talking about it. If we're not ready to call out things and call things things and take responsibility mm -hmm. and own up the power, own up to the privileges that we have, whether mm -hmm. we want them or not. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so the rotten foundations that be that have, like until you said, we, created a yeah, lot of Yeah, until issues. we start pointing back at what the root cause of this issue is, anti-blackness and white supremacy, mm -hmm. calling out yep. those things and, and putting a, making white supremacy the responsible, uh, the, you know, the culprit Party. of these conversations. Mm -hmm. Yep. Then we need to shut up. Yep. Because we and just going around not, in circles. She is not nuanced enough this is what by I'm saying. any means to be able to hold we're so, a conversation we get, of that. Like we were talking about before, we get so, mm -hmm. everything is so black and white polarizing either or that we are missing the complexity of this issue in this matter. And, and, yes. and we are doing nothing. We are doing ourselves a disservice. Yes. Okay. Yes. Kind of like how when your mama used to say, "You keep family business inside the family because mm -hmm. you just we just airing out and we giving mm -hmm. white people all the more reason to say, well, they can't even they can't even agree. So why are we? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. You know. Yeah. They they, they just they won't even acknowledge the role that they play in it because we keep blaming each other. Mm -hmm. And I want us mm -hmm. all to until we are ready 
to really sit down and own up to it and deal with it and call things things and take responsibility for dismantling mm -hmm. and eradicating these systems as they exist, then mm -hmm. we should just stop talking about it on the shade room specifically because mm -hmm. we making it worse, y'all. Mm -hmm. And I say this with love. I know that we are all out here doing the best we can. But until we are able to have the people around the table that have the capacity, the tools, the language, the know-how to broach mm -hmm. these conversations in productive ways, it is my prayer that we will all find other things to talk about. The Shade Room is not the platform to have a productive conversation about something of such com complexity and, 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 and uh, layered um, origin. You we know don't have I'm to saying? read like, more than captions and comments to have the conversation. Yeah. Especially the ghetto of those motherfucking Sweet, comment sections. Holy what God. do you even mean? So that it's a it's I a comment section full of raccoons. We no. have got to we have got to do better. And mm -hmm. when we don't have nothing to say, we should say nothing. Just don't say anything at all. Just be quiet. It's all right. And I would I didn't even know Megan was out here having interviews and conversations with people because that's definitely not <laughs> anyway I was like what oh my god oh, yeah, that's fight. my petty peeve just and wow. I, you know I don't like to shush grown people but please hush I don't like that at all actually mm -mm. um my petty peeve is I don't know if it's a repeat but it is a giant peeve of mine and it happened recently so if I if this is a repeat offender, then good. Do not text me, hey. Hey. <laughs> like, do you want, so is your, is your preference, if I have a question or a need that I just go right to that? Like, I don't, you just yeah. say, are you saying miss me with the pleasantries? No, I mean, send a pleasantry, but I'm not even talking about you because let's be clear here. I want you all to understand that Dr. Takia her mind works in fragments. It does. <laughs> I'm so glad that you know me so, so well. Oh, no, I know you. Oh, so yes. I already know if I'm getting a text from you that it's going to be followed up with another one and then another one yeah. and potentially another one. Yeah, yeah. And I know that's how your brain works yeah. because I know that you're multitasking over there because Kia could also send a hey, forget or Get caught listen, up in something else and then not send press the rest in, of the text message send the rest 45 the, minutes I later. Mean, or four days later. But that's <laughs> just, I'm days. struggling. I'm doing the best I can. So I'm, you're, I, you are not the person I am referencing. When people just send hey because they want me to respond before they go, that drives me motherfucking <laughs> It's like, speak mad. back to me. <laughs> just, just tell me what you want. <laughs> tell me what you want. Oh, yes. it when I tell you all, it drives me up a wall. It drives me up a wall. Please don't text me, hey. <laughs> just, hello, hey, Jade, I was just wondering, or yeah. can you, or do you have, or whatever. Just get to the point. I am a person of quite clear communication. This will make no sense to Kia. It will make sense to some of you. My Mercury is in Virgo. I communicate very, very clearly. That's why if I don't do nothing else, I know how to cook, and I know how to motherfucking communicate. I know how to talk. I talk directly. I talk straight. You're not going to have a bunch of questions around what I am saying to you or a bunch of misunderstandings so please don't text me hey don't do it 
And that is another episode of Getting Grown, the second one of 2020, 2023. Yes. Yay. Thank you all so much for coming to sit with us at this kitchen table. We're excited for the guests that are coming this year, booked uh, booked and ready for you all and all of the things that we've been planning. The baby shower is happening this weekend. Oh, yes, it is. Shout out to Kiki Palmer. So if you are not a part of the Patreon, get a part of the Patreon. We're having... Um, conversations and we're having another married at first sight run oh yeah so you all will get to join in on that uh we're going to discuss a little best man final chapter please don't come with no more chapters <laughs> and we're also gonna talk <laughs> we got more cooking content which baby shower also helps kick oh, that off yeah. 2023 more catching up with kids so don't miss the boat don't miss it and sis tell them take them out tell them what to do listen as you are continuing on your daily journey of adulting and adulthood i want you to remember to moisturize your mind by worrying Mm -hmm. about the business that is yours and yours alone then i want you to moisturize your insides by drinking enough of the lord's water make sure that you are drinking as much as your body can sustain Mm Finally, and most importantly, I want you to moisturize your largest organ, your skin, because your black will crack if it's dry. Goodbye. Bye, Yahi. Bye. Love y'all. See you next week. Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers? Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa, where I, your host and astrologer, Issa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. You'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa wherever you get your podcasts.